재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Examining Korean cultures past and present through compelling conversations and documentary storytelling This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 
from drying my hands, we've got to get all clean to go into the factory. It's good to know that the facility in which all these instant noodles are made is this sanitary, right? There's a, a clearly flour coming in over there, right? Yeah, that's okay. a tons and tons of flour. Kind of like a, the way toothpaste comes out of a toothpaste tube. Right. Well, it looks like through every stage they're going through, it gets thinner and thinner until it's cut up into the ramen. I wonder how many ramen packets that is right there. Yeah, per minute. This yeah. has got to be like hundreds and hundreds per minute at least. My name is Daniel Lee, and I'm currently working as a researcher in R&D. I just got your business card, and this is great because I've never seen this before. It says, Manager, Noodles Development Team. I absolutely love that. One of the first things I was wondering is how did instant noodles become a thing and how did it develop in Korea the way it has so many different varieties, so many different flavors? Where did it start and how did it get to here? Instant noodle or ramen as we call it was first introduced in Korea in 1963 and in the 1980s Korea's ramen industry meets its golden ages and most of the biggest brands, which are still popular today, were launched during that period. Consumer love, that is something that a lot of people that work for companies just say, but I absolutely believe it in this case because I know for a fact that Korea tops a list of countries consuming instant noodles or ramen. That's super surprising because Korea's population is relatively small compared to a lot of other countries that sell instant noodles. So there's got to be something about the culture, right? What part of the culture do you think is the cause of this particular phenomenon? Well, Koreans are well known for their love for the ramen. And according to the statistics from the International Ramen Association, Koreans consume about 74 ramens per capita yearly, and that's number one in the world. Ramen has been around from the time that Korea was struggling to recover from its Korean War. And Every age group seems to have some kind of good memory with ramen. It used to be a good treat for the elderly, but a meal replacement or snack for younger generation. And it basically became a soul food for Koreans. You know, when you open the ramen packets and you're like, this is very futuristic. It feels like astronaut food. And I always wondered, does it come straight from a machine in this block, brittle form? But right now what we're looking at is an actual bowl of noodles. It's a bowl of regular noodles, the kind that you might get at a restaurant, before it becomes that freeze-dried, packaged, convenience store food item and it's a really mesmerizing process and i'm told that each time it's cut up the ramen package can come out to 50 meters in length one package of ramen that's a lot of ramen that's like 150 feet of noodle in your belly so process that next time you pick up a pack or you know they're sold in fives so that's 750 feet of noodles What do you predict for the future of the Korean ramen market? 
Well, from the trend that started last year, we believe the consumers are ready to spend for the added value the industry is willing to offer. Uh, we expect the trend of growth in dried or rice-based noodles. The change in broth packages would be going back to more basic cooking methods, more culinary methods to make it more flavorful. Way to celebrate it, Kurt. Yeah. Another 50, 50 uh, meters of noodles in your belly. 50 meters of noodles in your belly. Is it meters or feet? Meters. It was meters. Wow. I don't even know. Do, do I have 50 meters of belly for it to go through? Uh, let's not envision that. Um, <laughs> I wanted to point out that, uh, the very interesting nature of the facility. Do you know what 90,000 packets of ramen looks like? I do. I've seen You've things, seen man. Wow. And there's only a handful of employees to make it all happen. It's really a modern marvel. Okay. So it's uh, in the the pinnacle of industrial engineering embodied in a pack of ramen. For sure. And they're doing interesting things like adapting, innovating uh, for different markets. They say that the uh, future trend is leaning towards rice-based noodles. Mm -hmm. And the broths are um, a little bit different than that. You know, obviously, you're not going to have spicy broth with rice-based noodles. That's kind of um, a weirder pairing, right? So they're making adjustments left and right. And there are fads within uh, ramen itself, too, that, that have come and gone if you lived in Korea a while. I like sang ramyun, like that's, that's, it's not fried, it's sort of uh, oh, yeah. raw I've and ready to I've never gotten a chance to try that. We're yeah. not having that right now, by the way. This is the industrial stuff. Yeah, this, this is, is the, the 50 meters stuff. right here in the bowl. And, uh, we're it's taking... the nostalgic stuff. It's what you think of, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> hopefully if you're listening at home, it's what you're having as well. We actually uh, went on to somewhere else, you know, people have created this culture around this food. Otherwise, it's just food. It's what food is, right? It's for sustenance. But people have created this culture around it. And we went to those people. Um, there were approximately some 70,000 of them that this uh, festival drew in, the Korean International Noodle Expo. It was like a drug. Oh, ramen soup. Nothing bad. Hey, Madeline, did you see that drone that flew by earlier? Yeah, I did. Seems out of place. Yeah, why is it out of place? I guess our listeners wouldn't really see, right? We're at the Ramen Expo. Yeah, so this is the second annual Ramen Expo. It's sort of a trade show. They started doing this last year. It's gotten bigger, and this is a little bit different than what I thought it would be. Take a look around. Like, what do you see a lot of, Madeline? A lot of teenagers, a lot of high school students. A lot of younger women, and a lot of people with, I think, did you just hear that shutter? Mm-hmm. A lot of people with cameras. This is sort of... A big a, deal. Yeah, this is sort of a big deal, kind of a cultural event. And looking around, there's almost as much stuff in a different language than Korean and English. I work for a Singaporean company based in Sri Lanka. I'm the senior business manager over there. In Sri Lanka, we are the number one uh, noodle manufacturer. I thought, you know, looking at the trends, I think Korea is the best place to come and learn something to improve our, our product. I think in Korea, I think you have the highest per capita consumption in noodles. Uh, your noodles are just not the instant noodle and a seasoning sachet, but I think you have many sachets in it, so we can call it 3G, 4G kind of noodle, yeah? 
Hi, I'm Lee Seung-min, the manager of Ramyeon Cheonggook in Poan. We are an online community formed of people who like Ramyeon. We share the recipes online and also do volunteer services where we hand out Ramyeon. I believe Ramyeon can be a healthy meal. You can create natural savory flavors, for example, by using fish instead of using the seasoning powder. The concept of ramyeon is changing, that it's a meal, not a snack. I have never seen a ramyeon vending machine. Oh yeah, there's four choices here, and they range in color from yellow to this like crimson red. Let's uh, go red. Let's go spicy. You want to go, go spicy? All the way, yeah. Okay, we got to put our credit card right here in the bottom of the machine. Interesting that uh oh, oh and it comes out at the yay. bottom. Oh, okay, there it is. There's our packets. Yeah, there there we go. We got our packets. Got the mix and the vegetables. We will have noodles in 4 minutes and 30 seconds. Finally done. Oh wow! It actually looks more pleasing than I would normally expect. Let's um be careful about kicking this out here. Anyway, you want to give this a go, Madeline? Yeah. All right, after you. Let me. Hmm. Classic. All right, you make that look pretty good. I'm gonna give that a try now. It's hot, but there we go. I'm looking around. Everyone's looking at me like, one of us, one of live, us. Live mukbang right here. <laughs> you know, you usually eat ramyun by yourself. It's kind of something you do by yourself, but everyone's here together, and they're kind of enjoying this togetherness. It's a weird twist on alone together, you know? Exactly. I don't feel weird. I don't feel yeah. judged. Everyone else is eating ramen just as ugly as I am. <laughs> My name is Yuzin Tung and I'm from Myanmar. I eat it a lot while I was in uh, States. Whenever I have to like study late at night, I usually eat it. I remember my mom used to buy like in boxes and uh, we would usually eat it almost every night. She would cook it for me and my brother. So that would be my first memory of ramen. Back in the old days when Korea suffered from poverty, people ate ramyeon to replace a meal. I think people of my age can reflect back on their past memories and that's why I came to this noodle expo. Ramyeon is a food that brings back memories. If you look at it, like say instant noodles is another way of giving beet nutrition because if you look at a uh, like category like milk powder, you can give milk powder in a yogurt flavored milk or milk, you know, any other format. The same thing, you know. So it's a complete meal. It's now, I think, you know, that's what is important. And I think people are busy. The convenient factor and everything actually drives this category. And I'm sure with working moms, you know, everyone, I think instant noodles going to be something in their heart. So I think instant noodles uh, has a you know pretty good place in the market as well as I think it's actually an ideal snack for you to enjoy.
GP, you did a superb job in uh, producing this look at Ramyon. Excellent work. But I do have one criticism. Uh, you are entirely too dainty when you slurp your noodles. <laughs> You're too polite. You have to get right in there. And- Let's be clear here. I didn't even produce this. This was, was our amazing producer, Christina Su. So, I, actually, I did almost nothing if you're judging me on how I eat my noodles. Okay. Well, that that's even more time you have to work on your noodle slurping technique. We'll leave it there, and we'll check back in with you a couple months from now. I want to hear a real genuine slurp. Will Thank- do. Will do. <laughs> All right. And that'll wrap up this special Saturday edition of Koreascape. We are produced by Christina Saw with associate production from Jamie Lee and GP1 our writer who brought you that uh, noodle research. Also, Madeline Christensen was out there. Thanks for the field work. I'm Kurt Asian. Throw us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. And we are back on Monday with fresh editions of Culture Pulse and Rock Scholar. We'll see you then.